Live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome in. It's the T, or excuse me, no, it's not the teammates mentoring hour anymore. It is just ticket weeknights. As Nick Sainer, Carter Longy hanging out with you guys. What's up, Carter? Not much. It's been a while, man. Chilling. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. In a while. I, mean, I know it's we've been. We had some text conversations. But. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. But anyway, uh, Courtney Wallace and Maya Felder are currently on their way. They're en route as this will be going deep here in a couple minutes. Um, just kind of. Holding over, holding down the fort till they they get here. Obviously, the infielder and pitcher for um, Husker softball. They're like I said, in route. So we'll uh, just kind of keep the seats warm, keep the microphones hot until they get here, and we will be good to go. As always, you guys know how to get in touch with the show: 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Hammond Text Line. Both those will be open for you guys, as well as the Sarder Hammond Jewelers video stream. We are live on all those platforms: Facebook. YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can always reach out to us on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer, at, at Carter Longy. Carter Longy. Carter with a K. Carter with a K. There it is. Carter Longy on Twitter. Uh, make sure you give Carter a follow. He's been doing He's been doing great work at, at high school football. I appreciate him helping out a little bit. We will have two games this week. Tomorrow night, It's uh, actually, I'm pretty excited for this one. Myself and Jay Foreman will be on the call for Millard West and... Lincoln Southwest. Now Millard West is four and three overall. They're usually having a better year than they are this year. They're having a little bit of a down year. But then um Lincoln Southwest is having a great year. Six and one overall. If they win tomorrow night, they will have the most wins uh since two thousand eighteen. It's the first time at seven wins uh if they win tomorrow for the first time since two thousand eighteen. So great opportunity for Silverhawks. That kickoff is at seven o'clock. Then Friday we'll have, I believe it's North Star and Lincoln East as well. Um, at 7 o'clock uh, in, in addition to Thursday night's game. So plenty of high school content. Then we'll also, um, as usual, get you ready for Husker football on Saturday. 6.30 kickoff, so pregame show starts at about 4, and then immediately following the game, myself and Jake Bakoven will have the Husker after-party postgame show for you guys right here um, immediately following the football game. All right, Rico, or Rico. Goodness sakes, there's habits in this, Carter. This is weird. I'm not used to seeing you sitting across from me. When I'm in this seat, I'm usually in the happy hour mode. Yeah. Um, but all right, Carter, so when you look at Nebraska, I mean, give, give me your thoughts because this is going to be a new conversation. I don't know what you're thinking about. Um, when, you, when you look at Nebraska and kind of what they've done over the last month and a half or so, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? I mean, it's it's good to see the the turnaround. It looks like you know people are kind of enjoying themselves more and everybody's – you know, having a good time with Mickey at coach, and the players are really buying in. And obviously, the defense has looked better the last couple of weeks after the defensive coordinator change. But, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely not one that's going to get too far ahead of myself. I mean, the last two games that we've played have been Indiana and Rutgers, and yeah. those were two games that I think coming into the season, a lot of people thought Nebraska shouldn't have even had to sweat, you know, yeah. coming into the season. A lot of people probably thought heading into Indiana, they're sitting at a probably 3-1, and one, you know, maybe just lost to Oklahoma, but looking to bounce back after a 3-0 start. And that just... Frankly, didn't happen. Obviously, they had it in that one and three instead, and after taking a complete beating by Oklahoma, and now they've gotten a yeah. couple wins. And you know, the Indiana game was by a couple scores, but the Rutgers game they just barely squeaked out. Didn't look good in, in the Rutgers mm-hmm. game. I don't think that's a secret. They just didn't play very good. But you know, it's a nice feeling though to win a close game rather than lose a close game. Well, so. it's great to just win. Yeah, right. I mean, like that—that that wins have come at a premium 
over the last you know couple of years, I suppose, even dating back. And when we say that, it's not even just a Scott Frost thing. This is a um, this is a Mike Riley, Scott Frost, big games with Bo Pelini type of thing where they've struggled to to win games just consistently. But here you are, and I said this earlier today on the show. They have a they have an opportunity here to do something that has not been done since Mike Riley, and that's win three games in a row, and, and that's remarkable to think about, right? Especially at a place like Nebraska, where the the thought of we should not sweat Rutgers, we should not sweat Indiana, that used to be common belief, and now it's man, I just hope we beat Rutgers. I yeah. just you know Rutgers on Friday night that scares me a little bit. It's just kind of crazy to step back, and, and the Husker fans know this. Kind of crazy to step back and think, man, how the mighty have fallen and, and how different the conversation has been um, just over the last couple years because this is it's, – it's wild to think about, but there's a great opportunity ahead of them, and, and I think there's a lot of excitement. The, the whole community is in a much better mood when Nebraska wins a football game. And that's just kind of crazy to think about how, how wins and losses on Saturdays or in this case Friday nights can really dictate a mood of what the community's like. You know, you're 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 more happy. You're happier when you go to a grocery store on Saturday after after a Nebraska win. You're 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 pretty pissed when Nebraska loses, unfortunately. Um, because there's been a lot of stupid ways that they've lost games yeah. over the last couple of years. So um, it's just kind of remarkable to think about just how much it's changed over the last, gosh, even even us younger guys, I mean, over the last 10 years or so. I mean, I've I, I've said this before, vividly remember the, the 2009-2010, the, the 2011 type of years um, where, where Joe Gans was slinging it in 20, 2008 and you had Levante David taking footballs from Ohio State in 2012, or excuse me, 2011. And it, like you, it's just kind of crazy to think about um, how, how fast things have changed. And here we are in 2022 with looking for another new head coach. So um, we get a text on the text line. Once again, you guys can uh, feel free to chime in, 402-464-5685. Don says this, Nick, now that you've tackled and done a sub-90-second 400, what's the next athletic athletic feat you will look to accomplish? Don, I think I'm going to hang my athletic feats on the wall. I'm done for the day. I'm done for for the for my life. I'm done doing being athletic. I, I think like here's the thing. I have completely embraced the golf game. I don't know. I, I've thought about kind of you know navigating into the pick pickleball world. Um, slow pitch softball is big right now in my life. Uh, I just wrapped up two leagues that I played in, and I would say that running is is over. I'm never running again. Never want to run again. Um, unless it's, it's in a gym, I suppose. Never running again. Um, I think I am done trying to be athletic and that's just a sign of, of growing up is on Nick. You're still, you're still so young with, with old age comes the realization that you should not be athletic anymore. And I feel pretty old. You are so, not that old. I'm 21. I'm 21. Uh, Jory says this. The thing is, every big program has a down decade or so. This is Nebraska's down period. Oklahoma was awful in the 90s. Bingo. Texas and USC have been down. They have. Miami gets great athletes every year and, and every, still nothing to show for it. Um, that, that's true, Jory. You're absolutely right. And that, that's a very interesting – I mean, when you put all the names of, of those big-time programs out there – it kind of, like you say on the text, it does put things into perspective. Like Miami is, they think they they're going to solve all the problems grabbing Mario Cristobal, but I also think there's something to be said about fan support 
And you look at Miami and you look at USC and over the last, you know, we, we see USC stadiums even when Lincoln Riley's the head coach. UCLA is undefeated and 11th in the country and they play at the Rose Bowl every home game. But the problem is, is the Rose Bowl is 30 minutes from the UCLA's campus and that poses a problem when people, uh, it, it's it's tough to get students to drive that way, right? And I, so I, th- I think you're right, Jory, it does put things into perspective and, and we kind of need to realize here at Nebraska um, how blessed we are and how lucky we are to have a sellout. Um, although it might be fake or although it might not be super authentic, it is a sellout and it's been one of the few things Nebraska fans in the program can hang their hat on over the last couple, you know, years or so, especially in the down years. But you're absolutely right. Like Miami, they think they can pay athletes. I mean, they paid athletes through NIL, if you want to say call it that, um, and, and they get great recruiting classes. But no matter who the coach is, um, whether it's – I almost said uh, – whether it's um, – who's the, who's the guy that wore the tie on the sideline? Um, man, this is going to bug me. I need to look this up. Miami – yeah, I can't, football I can't head coach Al Gold is it Al Golden. Um, okay, hold on. We're gonna. So it's Mario Cristobal right now. Um, oh gosh, I, I I can't remember. I I can't remember who the guy. He always wore a tie on the sideline. Al Golden. There it is. Yep. So I was right. It's Al Golden. Um, he, he's currently Al Golden's the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame, but he used to be the head coach at Miami. So whether it was Al Golden, whether it was um, I mean, or, or now it's Mario Cristobal who they stole from Oregon and paid a lot of money. They can get a, a big-time recruit in Tyler Van Dyke. I thought Tyler Van Dyke was going to be a lot better than he is right now, but here he is and, and struggling in his first year. Um, Jory said this, Nebraska made some administrative mistakes and Nebraska is paying for it. Latest facilities upgrade is too late, but it's good in my opinion. Here, Here's another thing, Jory, and, and all the listeners out there. What's interesting about facilities, we always – um, kind of like, you know, hang our hats on Nebraska has the greatest facilities and they do. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to take anything from that. However, when you're talking about kind of competing in the conversation of facilities, then it, it kind of gets messy because you, I mean, for example, Nebraska is going to have the greatest facilities here in 2023 in the entire country because it's going to be the newest facility out there. Mm-hmm. But 2024, some other big-name program is going to build the best facility at that time. And in 2026, and not saying that Nebraska needs to build a new facility every single year, but as as weird as it is now, like when we talk about trying to persuade athletic athletes, especially high school athletes, to coming to your university or your institution, um, the the athletic facility portion of it can only go so far. Yeah. Because nowadays, if it's a top-tier athlete, they're going to Alabama. They're going to Clemson, who just redid their entire athletic facility as well. You know, I think it was five years ago that they redid their entire athletic facility. But now Nebraska's facility is going to have things that Clemson's doesn't. So Clemson is then going to have to upgrade it. Kansas, for goodness sakes, is, is figuring out um, ways to upgrade their facilities and stuff. So... You want to come in? Yeah, come on in. So uh, that, there's just kind of a conversation there. All right, so now we will be joined by Courtney Wallace and Maya Felder. They come in, um, obviously, hosts of Going Deep. Nick Sander, Carter Longy hanging out with you guys. Um, we will go ahead and bring them in here in a minute. I'll be here for about six more minutes, and then I'll get out of your guys' way and let you do your thing. So are you ready for that? 
You know? So I need to stick around? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll welcome in Courtney and Maya. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. How's, how's fall ball? Uh, it's over It now. was good. It's, it's, oh, good. yeah. It's over, right? Yeah. So, But it was good? It was good. Yes. All right. Cool. 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 How, how's life? I mean, anything Great. anything new going on? No. Nothing new. <laughs> nothing new? Anything specific you guys want to kind of talk about tonight? We didn't, we didn't have anything yet. You don't have anything yet? No. All right, that's fine. We'll go ahead and let's do this. Let's go ahead and we'll, we'll throw it to break. When we come back, we'll, we'll go, um, go in depth with uh, Maya and Courtney here. on uh, This is now going deep. Nick Sainert, Carter Longy hanging out with you guys. We'll be right back on 93.7 The Ticket.